that's just so that it's running. Whenever, whenever we're meant to be together. No? All right. No, Shakira? You are very, very uh, about your culture. I think what you meant to say was I'm very Spanish, but okay. No, because then that would have came off kind of like racist. Oh, yeah. Can I just say, though, shout out to WeWork? Can we shout out WeWork? But we're not at WeWork. Are we? This is technically WeWork. I mean, it's New York, so it's like a bunch of different... No, isn't it? Isn't this technically WeWork Village 1? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think I don't think that's what this is. Either de- way, all right, fine. Well, you definitely just expose our location. <laughs> don't worry, you're gonna cut it out. It's fine. I ain't cutting shit. All right, dude. So it's been what two, two weeks? Two weeks since we've last seen each other and talked. Yeah, but I think I think most people only they didn't hear from us for a week because we you came we recorded two episodes and then you came out with one and then we came out with the next one. Yeah, but remember, I didn't come up here for two weeks. Oh yeah, you're right. So that's technically two fr- Well, one of the weeks that I didn't come up, I did release an episode. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So the pe- technically people only missed one. Oh, but I didn't release one yesterday. So that's technically the second week. But we have PAX East coming up. We do have PAX East and we're hopefully yeah. going to record super mondo amount of episodes. Or at least interviews. Or at least interviews. Which is really... Dude... I'm not going to lie, it's been pretty difficult to get people just to respond to like, hey, you want to come on and like talk? Like, yeah, sure. When are you doing it? At PAX East. No response. Like, <laughs> then you hit them with like the double email or the double text. Hey, what's your schedule like? No response. <laughs> Bro. Well, Which is unfortunate because this week we were supposed to have an interview but the first week, it was due to weather. And then this second, well, this weekend, my bus got delayed by two hours. This is why you don't fucking take the bus. Well, that's, you going to pay for me to get on a flight to come up here every weekend? <clears throat> no, you just drive. I drive an electric vehicle. All right. I don't know what that means. It means I can't get to New York because it's not a fucking Tesla. <laughs> that's exactly what that means. <laughs> yes, I have a gas vehicle, but that's like the, my beater car where it's like, I don't know if I should take this to New York. Because it won't make it through New York or it won't make it to New York? Combination of both. If it oh, makes okay. it to New York, it might not make it through. <laughs> and then if it gets to New York, I might not make it home. All right, It's fair. that much of a beater. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's but fair. Guys, this is the fifth, fourth. I don't remember the number. We're not that far in, but... We're a couple episodes in. Welcome back to to Good Game Do Us Part podcast. Um, I'm Troy. I'm Henry. I'm less douchey today because I'm not wearing rings. But if this was a VOD, you would see that I'm wearing a short sleeve hoodie. So I don't know if that makes me less or more douchey than wearing rings. It's only a little bit breezy outside, so like you're alright. It's like sea breezy. It's like crisp breezy. (laughs) The face that Troy's making. Um, we've missed a lot, but can I just first say a moment of silence for every single New York Excelsior fan right now? Um, as I'm, as a, <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know, the stage playoffs, actually the stage playoffs are on right now too. The stage playoffs of, uh, stage one for Overwatch League is on right now. And, uh, everyone, every caster, analyst, person, 
fan, everybody was like, New York Excelsior is going to win. They lost in the first round of the playoffs. They sort of got steamrolled. They sort of sort one match that they won. I Except think. for that one map, for that map three when they had like the reverse comeback. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh my god, huge. Now it's the reverse the reverse sweep's coming. No, didn't fucking happen. <laughs> um, I was I was at work and my friend my roommate was like live texting me everything and I kept bringing up the Twitch app and being like, Oh god, no. And then just closing it and then every, and then finally I, I came back and it was like, Subtle Dynasty wins a fucking huge upset. Dude, so, even I texted you and was like, How you guys just gonna so let yourself get steamed? Everybody out? texted me. But I can talk shit now because like you were like, Oh, you have to claim Washington Justice since you're from there. They were one in six. And they exactly they played like shit. So like now that they were out, it's like, oh, I can talk shit. Their last game they played uh they played really well and they won. <laughs> so loud. <laughs> we have, we have, so we so if I'm not gonna disclose our location again. You already did. But. Hopefully Troy cuts the part out. No, I'm not. Um, but we kind of upgraded our space. We're no, we're not. If you guys can't tell by the pretty much silence in the background, we are recording at uh, not Waypoint Cafe. Though shout out to Waypoint Cafe for never approaching us and being like, "Yo, can you guys get the fuck out of here?" Yeah, and what he means by silence, he means like if you can't hear the construction and horns and people potentially yelling. Or him pouring water. Because <laughs> it's New York City, you know? Listen, you can't really find an actual quiet place. That's why everyone outside this office has uh, noise-canceling headphones, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in regards to Overwatch League, um, I was laughing at the, the tweet that you retweeted about uh, like Soul Dynasty, whoever it was, like after they won, he's like, hey, Jay, not remember when you're like, you guys aren't going to lose the games? Like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was like, somebody was like, uh, they were like, they were like, yo, Ryu J Hong beat New York Excel so bad that he almost threw out his back, because it cuts to them when they first won. He gets up out of his seat and he immediately is like, he hunches over like, oh my back, like as if like he just pulled his back, like getting up from the chair. Some real gamer hours. Though shout out to Soul Dynasty for playing really well, and shout out to New York Excelsior for sandbagging again. The match after that was what um, Fusion versus was, Atlanta. Yeah. That was, was it Fusion? No, it was Atlanta. It was Atlanta versus uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. I I don't remember. I think Atlanta won that. No. They didn't? They did not. All right, I'm pulling up and checking right now because <laughs> I actually missed it. So. Three to one, I think. I think. Um, and then San Fran played Toronto and Toronto lost. That's. Three the, to zero. That was like, okay, so yeah, Philly is 3-1 over Atlanta and then. Like you said, shock over uh, defiant three zero. And I then, missed the and then the Vancouver shock beat Boston, and now uh, I think Vancouver just beat Seoul. <laughs> yeah, I think they just I think Vancouver Titans just beat Seoul. Which if you guys if you guys have ever followed Apex, uh, Apex yeah, they not, just beat them uh, three to zero. Yeah, Apex not the video game, but Apex like which was the Korean Overwatch like league before overwatch league and contenders and stuff um apex was their team which the vancouver titans before they were vancouver titans were runaway um and they were dominant in apex they moved on to contenders and i think they won back-to-back contender seasons in korea so and then that team that won the first time this is they got bought and they got brought over to vancouver titans so now, 
like everybody was like, oh, Runaway is going to be trash now. And then like the new Runaway team won contenders again. So now, so now it's like, so now that, that former Runaway team is now um, Vancouver Titans, which they had in contenders when they were Runaway, they had the cotton candy pink and blue color scheme that Huang, uh, Guangzhou Spark has now. Which they still have it, but just not, they can't use it in Overwatch League. So essentially, like, the Titans are like, uh, like the Vegas Knights, where they're just like, hey, we're showing up and fucking stuff up, and everyone's like, no, you're a new team, we don't believe in you, but they're like, not actually. We are. Um, actually, we're the shit. Like, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, um, the sad thing about New York Excelsior is a lot of the members were from LW Blue, and LW Blue had, like, this curse of being, like, they would have like these moments like, oh my god, they're a solid team, and they were core, and then they would just fucking downfall, and, it, and like mad people are like, oh, it's the LW Blue Curse, um, which I get. Which hopefully this stage two, your team should hope like I'm gonna keep saying your team because don't, you gotta own it. No, because hopefully Washington Justice is gonna actually play better because they pulled New Celsius the day or two two days or one day before their first playoff game, they traded Arc. Their like big healer from season one, who he didn't play this much, but like he was like a huge shot caller, and he did really well. Wait, New York traded him to Washington, Washington Justice, yeah. Okay. So him and Janice, former NYXL players, and now the head coach of Washington Justice, former assistant coach of New York Excelsior, all on Washington Justice now. So essentially, at some point, we should have Washington DC should have the entire previous New York lineup at some point. Honestly, and it'll just be like Washington Excelsior. Like. Honestly, I was honestly thinking of that. I was like, man, I feel like they're going to give Sabiobi away, and then they're going to give Pine away, and it's just going to be New York Excelsior Part 2. Hey, I'll take it. And then Washington will have one something. We're going to, like, disclude the Caps winning the, the Stanley Cup recently just because, like, Washington usually doesn't win that much, and that was a long time coming. But the fact that you just mentioned Apex like four different times and you weren't talking about Apex Legends, let's just talk about Apex Legends <laughs> and their battle pass that just came out that everyone... Oh, you mean Fortnite? Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> their battle pass just came out that everyone was excited for, rushed, I guess, EA or respawn for, and then extremely disappointed with because it wasn't what they wanted after they just rushed the developer to put it out because it got leaked. The funniest part about the battle pass is that people are saying it's shit, which again, that's your opinion, but it's like they're charging you 950 of the Apex Legends coins and if you make it to level 100 through the battle pass, you get a thousand coins back, so you essentially get your money back and people are angry about that. Why? If you just grind it out, you get your money back? Why would anybody be mad about that? That's what... I didn't understand that because it's like... Okay, so the purpose of the Battle Pass is to make you play the game like more than probably you would before and then make you play it in different ways. So it's like... You're already going to play the game. Yeah. And you bought the Battle Pass. Yeah. Granted, like if you don't like the skins in it, you shouldn't have bought it because they showed you everything that was in it. Yeah. But the fact that if you paid for it, excuse me, you paid for it, you complain <laughs> about what's in it, and then you continue to play and you get your money back. 
I don't see where they like. Why that's, are you that, outraged? That's also the most gamer shit ever is to complain about something, but then like still fucking play something. Be like, this is fucking bullshit. I hate this thing. I hate this thing. I hate this thing. You playing tonight or what? Yeah, but <laughs> I just put in a hundred hours. And the thing is, is like, they told you it wasn't ready. Like, when when it leaked and everyone was like, "Bro, like, hurry up and give us the battle pass. Like, it's already leaked. Like, we know." They even like came out and said like it's not ready. So like, because they said that and like they released it not. I don't remember. I don't know like the exact time frame between when they, it got leaked and they actually released it, but it's like because you guys it got leaked and now everyone's rushing and wants it. They're probably trying to fill in that time, and they just were like, "All right, what's done that we can just throw in here?" And people are like, "Oh, we have these stupid like um, all these stupid banners like every five levels and like level banners." I'm like, "Yeah, that's because you guys rushed them." Yeah, it's filler space because they didn't have anything else. Exactly, and the game's been out for a month, a month and a half. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, I'm so happy that uh, Apex didn't rush, like, their content, like, their battle pass. It's like, well, now you have to throw that out the window because they kind of did rush it and it's kind of your guys' fault. Yeah. I mean, how do you, did you, have you played the new content or have you played as the new character? No. I literally have, like, I haven't even unlocked the other two characters. I haven't played enough to, I don't play enough to, like one have enough coins to buy the other characters nor do I play enough to like want to necessarily buy them when I unlock it I bought Octane he's so good can we talk about how they blatantly ripped off um Borderlands art for his character style oh yeah definitely like I mean to the to the point of like the mask with the prosthetics and having him be like ultra hyper but you know what? Whatever. We get a Latino character. Shout yeah, out true. to that. Nothing's, <laughs> nothing's original in game anymore. So Does anybody ever like? Cause like, think about it. Like, I'm I'm happy we got a Latino character. You, we got any other Latino characters? Wait, in Apex? No, and just in games. What do you got? You got the guy from Just Cause. Does are we talking about main characters or side characters? Just any characters. I'm gonna say San Andreas. You have a. That's a deep cut. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the recent one. I'm talking about uh, actual like GTA San Andreas. Um, Carl's sister, her boyfriend was the Spanish guy. Oh yeah, you're right. And he played. He was a very like heavy supporting character. He's mm-hmm. literally a reason like your character moves from one borough of like LA to like fake San Francisco in like one point of the game. I mean, uh, I'll never forget like. I think the the first time I ever like was like, hey, that's a Spanish sounding person, but in a kind of racist way, was the first Bioshock, was when we had the ammo store, <laughs> the ammo vendor, mm. bienvenidos al amor de bandito, and you're just like, motherfucker, is that all we get? <laughs> is that all we get in this rapturesque world? That was something. Oh, that was something that I wanted to kind of. Uh touch on with the person that we were supposed to interview that unfortunately we didn't get to get to because of a bus delay but um this culture appropriation exists within gaming 100 percent. and like is the culture appropriation in gaming i guess like not like within the game but i just meant like the game community itself that's kind of what I wanted to get. Like, you know how we say, oh, we have culture appropriation, like, in hip-hop? Like, is that a thing within 
actual gaming communities and not like we know it's in video games but like are there things I just give an example <laughs> no 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 but that's in game though I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. like surrounding the people within the community itself like streamers pro gamers like is there culture appropriation does like that exist and that we've that's like, seen that's opening up such a bag of worms but like i don't want to discuss that right now. that's something that i do want to get in i just into i i, I just point. don't want to talk about it because not that i don't want to talk about it i feel like i want to talk about it with like more people in here like more guests maybe no no, no that, and that's what i'm saving it for i don't want to yeah. like it just be us two because i i because i don't feel like i'm versed enough in it so that's why i want to ask other people mm. but yeah since we just discussed a little bit of uh, apex battle pass we have to bring up the drama with it. Ninja getting paid one mil to promote Apex. Listen, you get your money when you can. Well, you can. First of all, I just want to say, whoever leaked that, you was pocket watching and you was hating. That's, now, a, that's a hate move right there. Now, one mil is not a lot, but it's also a lot. I feel like it's a lot to us, but to Ninja, he's like... Yeah, you know, whatever. No, I feel like it's a lot to him as well, but he kind of he can play that off. But it is it it is a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of it, it's like if you think about it, with where gaming is now in the mainstream, like how people are like, oh, the Kardashians get paid one mil to tweet something or Instagram post something. Like Ninja got paid that to play a game for a few hours, which. I guess it could equate, but not the same. But like, what, what, at what point do we start seeing that number grow? And and maybe it not, hopefully not getting leaked because I feel like that it getting leaked promotes like a negative connotation of like, oh, I have to be like Ninja now because look, he's getting a million dollars and like, I want to get a million dollars versus like I just want to. I think in general, do dope pe- shit. I think people in general want to be like Ninja. I think uh, as soon as. I think as soon as you put any kind of price tag on something, as soon I not not like any money. It's like oh, I made four hundred dollars. They paid me five hundred. No, no, no. Um, the big, the big boy bucks. If you, if I feel, what's 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 that number? Because there's for me, it's like when there's a number high enough, then it's like oof. Now it's like okay, now it's some real shit. So I feel what's like the that, number? I feel like that one million is that number now b- b- because it's visible now. I feel like five hundred thousand. 500,000 is when it, I feel like that's the big boy money. It is the big boy money, but the fact that we've now seen someone at 1 mil, it's going to it's going to push and elevate that number, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. Granted, I don't think they're outside of like a they're, very small amount of people. I don't think someone's numbers are as big as Ninja's or bigger. But those people who might have those numbers that are larger than his can now ask for more. Even yeah. though they not, might not be within the gaming space, and it also hinders people because if someone because we know they're looking at numbers. Well, I, I think I think you know I think I think people who people outside the game were making this type of money, like non gamers were getting this type of money to promote video games. Yeah. Um, like I think if you remember if you remember back in the day, uh, like I think it was Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two maybe, maybe Black Ops. Uh, Jonah Hill did a commercial. Okay, I think that, yeah, I think it was like a PS4 commercial. Yeah, yeah, like you know, he probably for just Call of Duty, you know, yeah. he probably made like really good money on yeah. that. 
So I think now we're getting to that point where now it's like, all right, why don't we just pay the fucking gamers that play it actual money? So, and I think that's, now I think because of that, and I think because of that money, you're right. I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, no, I'm a little close to Ninja. But, like, I got the same, like, not the same amount, but, like, I have, like, a substantial number. You gave Ninja a million dollars, let me get, like, (laughs) 1.2. But in that same, um, like, in that same, I guess game of like negotiating doesn't it hinder certain people where like if their numbers are lower because we know those are being looked at if they now can't hit a certain threshold when it comes to like the the, the check that they can get like if they know that like oh this person only has 200k followers on twitter and let's just say 150,000 on twitch can like how do like Developers gonna look at those numbers and be like, "All right, well, we shouldn't, we don't have to pay you a million dollars because of the, the amount of people that you're reaching to versus like the actual influence or content that you'll produce. It's mm-hmm. just, hey, you have this large amount of numbers, we can market to that. And I guess that's kind of what you're paying for is the amount of people that you're marketing to, I and not necessarily what's being produced. I think you're paying for <clears throat> you're paying for the people. You're paying for the viewership." Um, because remember back in the day, like when like YouTube or YouTubers, Twitchers would get, would be like, this video is sponsored by Ubisoft and this video game. It's like, you know what they got out of that? Some digital currency and the game. And that was it. Like back in the day, it was like, here's this. Okay, cool. Like that. And like, it was like, but again, they were like. You know, they would give them the rules, like, hey, just, like, make sure your people see it. Make sure your hundreds of followers see it. Yeah. And don't be a dick about it. Like, don't make some weird shit. Don't make some slander or shit. Yeah, don't badmouth our games. And, but and again, I think that's the same though. I think it's the same thing that's happening here. It's just instead of people getting, like, a free game and, like, some digital currency or they get early access to the game, they fucking, oh, here's, here's actual cash money now. And the game. <laughs> See, and that's weird because, like, not too long ago, that backfired on, was it Warner Brothers, where they were paying YouTubers to promote the game, but, like, don't say negative stuff. And, like, everyone was like, oh, Warner, like, how could you do this? Like, you're going to pay people to promote your stuff? Like, literally a few years ago, like, getting paid to promote, like, we knew it was happening, but I guess it was the fact that people now knew for sure, and, like, they were like hey don't say like promote it in a in a positive light first of all you shouldn't be promoting anything in a positive light if you don't agree with it or yeah. you don't really support it i mean I, I mean i feel like if you don't like something to begin with should you even be promoting it well i mean when there's a check being dangling in your face people are gonna do it yeah but then if if you ain't if you're willing to like take the check for something you don't like aren't you just willing to just lie at this point then you're a fucking scumbag yeah but think about it though like then you're a fucking scumbag. But people do it. And they're a fucking scumbag. And those are the people we need to get out of the community. But that's not going to happen because there's always going to be culture vultures lurking, you know. Yeah, we got culture vultures in there. Oh, we absolutely do. I think I think in general, I think gaming culture, nerd culture, whatever culture, it's for the past like couple of years, there's been plenty of culture vultures. And that kind of brings me to another topic that pains me. Transition in the building. 
I don't know if you saw this tweet. And I'm kind of here for it if this were to happen. I don't care if people say, like, he's okay. a culture vulture or whatever. Meek Mill tweeted out that he wants to start an organization. <laughs> and he swears org. And uh, the first thing that I saw... Oh, let me add on top of that. Not only did he say he wants to start one, he said he needs the best of the best and everyone who signs with him gets a Dream Chasers chain at signing. Shit, I want a Dream Chasers chain. What games? <laughs> he just wants the best of the best. Did you see... Uh, but also, did you see Snoop Dogg has a league now? Yeah. What's it called? Uh, he, he got a Madden league. I gotta look up the name. The name needs to be promoted because it's fucking Snoop Dogg. It's fucking Snoop Dogg. Because I remember I was on Twitter and like I just saw a video and it was like Snoop Dogg. He was like, hey, come through to the stream. Got the Madden tournament on lock. And I was like, oh. And he was live streaming on Twitch, on YouTube. and Yeah, and all, the, all your digital streaming platforms. Yeah, go him. Uh, his league name is Gangster Gaming. So, GGL. I'm I'm not a fan of the name, but I mean I, I'll fucks with GGL. Yeah, I'll call it that. But Game. Gangsta Gaming League kind of just sounds like a terrible clan name. Actually, it does. It's <laughs> it, so, it sounds like the like the type of shit that like you and your homeboys like just have back GTA Four days. Like it's like, but it's like it's like kind of ironic too. <laughs> or you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the type of clan that like a bunch of like four white bros from God, why did I say white? Uh yes. cut. <laughs> it sounds like uh gangster gaming league sounds like like a COD four clan that like a bunch of frat bros like came up with. And, and they're showing up to their first MLG event. <laughs> football jerseys on that are baggy I was gonna say like not even that they don't even go to like any like pro leagues they just they just online on like Friday night and the guy's like babe babe why don't you wanna go out babe gangsta gaming leagues we're playing tonight <laughs> that's what I get out babe but um first of all with 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 Meek wanting to get into esports what do you think what are your first thoughts about that fuck yeah Okay, that was kind of my first thoughts. Now, what do you now? What do you think about it? Him getting in it because maybe not because he loves gaming, but just because maybe some investors around him are saying like, "Yo, there's big bucks in this. You need to get on this." Is that what you think is happening? Here's what I think is happening. <laughs> this is going to sound kind of nutty, but I think conspiracy theories with Troy. I guess you could call it that. I think. Now that Meek and Drake are friends again, Drake is invested in 100 Thieves. And now that they're cool again, I think that they had conversations. And I think what came up in that those conversations was gaming and esports, especially since Drake has played with Ninja. That he said, yo, that's a big market. You can do numbers there. You should do something within that space. I think... Meek wants to one-up Drake, especially after the entire beef. So instead of investing in an org, I think he wants to start his own. But I also think there are some positives to him wanting to start his own, especially since he's on... uh, He's very vocal now about prison reform. Mm. I think he wants to utilize... I think he would like to utilize his organization within gaming um, to promote gaming in communities that it's probably not 
as prevalent, as well as use it as a way to keep kids from getting into trouble and just, you know, violence and street gangs and stuff like that and just keep them away from having this, having a, going down a negative path, especially all, from all the shit that he's been through, like use it as a platform to like, hey, I want this to be like, granted, I, I'm, I'm digging deep into like a tweet of him just saying, I want to start an esports org. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's no other information aside from him saying that, but I feel like if he were to start it, like that would be his route. He would want to do it again. He would want to own his own org to one up someone who has invested in an org and that has done really well for himself with his, which is a hundred thieves. Yep, yep. Um, Drake was a part of the, I think it was the Series A funding of it, so he was, you know, signed when it was still in this early process. Um, but yeah, I think he wants to start his own org and then use it as a way to help people within his community and not necessarily be. I'm getting into esports just because there's advertising money here. I mean, I could see that. I could definitely see um, trying to use use that in a in a positive way. Because if you look back, like back in the day when like um, in a lot of like more so low low poverty, high risk neighborhoods, where like the biggest thing that they always tried to do was extra extracurricular act. I can't speak English. Extracurricular extracurricular activities where like they were trying to get like a lot of like guy like trying to get a lot of kids off the streets by having them play football, basketball, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I think that would definitely be like such a, a positive like motion. Um, because I, I don't because again, like everything isn't for you know, no not everyone wants to play sports. And I yeah. think if you found something that wasn't like a traditional sports, I think that would be a, a, like a dope thing to have. Um, do I think that Meek Mill's doing it for that reason? Uh, I'm like 80-20. 80, 80s, no, 20s, yes. I, I think more so it, it, it might have come from the idea of that maybe, maybe you're right, maybe he did have a conversation with Drake and Drake was like, hey, listen, I'm making all this money because I invested in 100 Thieves. Maybe like you could invest in, and maybe like you can find something else to org- to invest in, and maybe he was like, "Oh shit, I want to invest in this shit." Then I'll invest in blah blah blah. Yeah. And then like maybe he went to invest, and they were just like, and then his his like financial team were like, "Wait, what if you didn't invest? What if you took the money that you were going to invest and started as an old potluck to start your own league?" Yeah, and that is where I have an issue, or not an issue, but I think it's slightly backwards thinking. I feel like we're getting in a better space right now, and I can't say this 100%, but it seems like a lot of orcs still aren't making money just yet, and they're just scraping by. Now, the ones that are well-established, essentially that are like, that you see like in the LCS, like franchises, and the, the orgs that have been around for like years that are now starting to get like more solidified, they're probably starting to make back some revenue but not enough to say like justify like I should go start my own org like right this moment. I think I think investing into a org that is on solidifying the cu- on itself. The up and coming, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's either up and coming or has solidified itself. Um, I think investing in those would be a better option. I think if you also look at it, I think a lot of like not just like organizations, but like esports leagues in general. Like I think they they always the more successful ones are picking back off of a, a more successful company. Like like Blizzard owning the StarCraft League, Blizzard owning the Overwatch League, Blizzard owning, 
I think that's it, actually. I guess Hearthstone, if you want to count it. But those leagues, I think, piggyback... Because I don't think... Because, again, you're right. I, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think they're making that revenue yet. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that all the money that was put into them, I don't think they're making it back yet. So I think some of their loss gets made up for by the actual organizations, like games and like sales mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So even like um, Riot, you yeah. know, I think some of like the League of Legends Pro League and stuff, I don't think they have as much traction as they used to. And I think from that, some of that loss, they u- utilize off of the sales that Riot has. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because we now see a lot more um, revenue sharing which yep. needs to be uh, executed in, within all of esports um, because it's getting to the point now where games are like almost solely focusing on putting out an esport instead of like just a multiplayer game. It's like focused, or they put it out with the the sense of if this gains traction, we can make it into an esport and like piggyback the marketing off of esports to like make our game grow so like because devs are or not necessarily the publishers are doing that i feel like they do need to kind of if they plan on surrounding leagues around this and trying to grow within that space they should be providing to those people that are trying to solidify uh a community around the the competitiveness competitiveness of the game they're Um, putting out i mean uh have we heard anything yet about like starting anything new for like apex and stuff like that uh, like as far as leagues and like pro leagues and stuff like that. Um, right now they're in the uh, the Fortnite honeymoon phase where they're just picking up players. There are some community tournaments that are happening. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure how they're actually being executed because they don't have private servers or like land servers. So I'm not sure how those tournaments are being run. I think they're just like get into a lobby, you know, slay, let us report like whatever you your placement and like the number of kills you got mm-hmm. but i don't think it's nothing like PUBG where the p- teams are playing in like a land server against each other yeah so and, or or like fortnite where they have like private land yeah. servers and stuff like that um the idea of battle royale tournaments still to this day i'm just like eh. um but they have to like it just depends on how they're done i think like watching like especially when i was watching uh, when I was at TwitchCon for the like the fall Fortnite Invitational, and like being able to see like, oh, he's going for it, is seeing like the backstage of that Fortnite tournament and just seeing rows and rows and rows of computers. I think that was like way more exciting. Did you pause because I was giving this water? <laughs> A little bit, uh, but um, shout, shout out to New York City for that clean water. Just kidding. Um, you guys don't actually have clean water because I've drank from the sink like at least 10 times. Oh, no. We, we got, we're uh, fine. It's fine. Uh, but I think I think the idea, I think if like if you were going to set up like an Apex Legends sort of tournament, I honestly just see just like cha- like 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 groups of three chairs and then just like another table of three and then another table of three. So like you're in the same vicinity as your teammates and then just like the other people are away from you. Um, because like with Fortnite, the way they did it was like, it like think of you know back in the day like computer class, mm-hmm. where it was like individual like stuff and then it had like the blinders on the side, where you like tape the the Manila folders so people can't look at you taking your test, kind of like that. <laughs> well, like not even like like plastic 
blinders like put into the desk. Yeah, the, the manila folders with the tape. Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> that, that's, that's that's what that is. Someone didn't go to private school. <laughs> Definitely didn't go to private school. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how kind of like the Fortnite, the fall tournament did it, and I thought it was really dope. Just wa- seeing like those rows and rows of computers and stuff like that. Um, that's that's I feel like that's the only way I feel like it would work is if you just have everyone in one dedicated server. Everyone's playing next to each other, just doing their shit. And so you can do your trash talk, your actual trash talk, and not call someone a derogatory slur. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, I, I definitely feel like Apex Legends shouldn't be ready to jump yet. If, I think they should just enjoy what they have right now and then let the game grow a little bit more. I think they were doing that until everyone started raging about the battle pass, honestly. Yeah. But um, I think again, I, it was self. It was done. It was self-inflicted by the fans. Yeah, they demanded, they demanded, they demanded, and then they got a not a sub. I don't think the battle pass is bad. I think it's. I think it's not whole. What What part of it? I'm gonna go to a previous point after this, but I think part of it was a lot of people were comparing Fortnite's first battle pass to Apex first battle pass. Because everyone loved Fortnite's first battle pass. I think a lot of people like... I think what a lot of people like about Fortnite battle passes... <clears throat> is just the amount of content you get. You get... I think if you pay for it, you usually get like, what, four or five skins? And you get one skin off the bat. You get, like, new gear. You get new pickaxes. All that stuff. Yeah. Do you get that with the Apex Legends one? Yes and no. You get, like... 50, you get like 50% less, I want to say. But again, that's because it wasn't ready and people wanted it. And it's like, you got to give the people what they want because that's that's your fan base. Those are the people. Yeah. I also think um, that if Respawn and EA want to push the competitive side of Apex, um, again, with any, any game with time, I think they'll have those land servers um the only thing that i'm worried about is a point system because i think a lot of the reason people don't want to see br esports is because they are played in the same sense of racing um the way that racing kind of does their point system where it's like okay there's a race you get x amount of points if you win the race or you know however many uh, yeah you get if you if you win get five points yeah if you get a kill during the thing you get one point yeah so, so that's, it's essentially like you could still be in a tournament you could still win a tournament if you didn't if you didn't outperform yeah and get number one All and that time. kind of is it's fun in a sense because it's like you don't know who's gonna come out on top and it's like okay did i play super phenomenal the entire tournament did i play super consistent the entire tournament or did we have phenomenal days and then slack others and i think that really showcases just people's tenacity to be able to Play be consistent in yeah. something where someone's like, oh, you can't win because RNG. And it's like, all right, but if we just placed second for three out of the five uh, matches, yeah, there's RNG, but like how much did that affect us because we, you know, we had it consistent. consistent. Yeah, because it's the idea. It's like, it's, it's like who's going to win really if you're going on a point system the person who plays second in all five matches or the guy who plays third in one match, maybe fourth in another match, and then first in the other three matches or four matches or yeah. whatever. I can't do math. It's probably going to be the guy who consistently plays second. Yeah. 
because he was consistently getting, let's just say, 10 points a match, this other guy, maybe he at one point got 15, and then every other time he got, yeah, you know, whatever. I, and I think I think that comes down to... I'll say but I think that can also make people salty, because it's like, wait, that's not fair. Like, I placed first, like, this time, and this time, and this time. I beat that person. I proved that person. I was better than them. Yeah, but you were better than them for that match, not... Uh, Overall, yeah, and I think that's where gamers kind of get salty about not not wanting to see BRs again in in a competitive sense because it's more of a consistent, patient game versus immediate action, immediate result. Yeah. Um. So with Apex, it'll be interesting to see it because people love it. Some people already, again, they the same thing with Fortnite. They wanted to be in this competitive space for it. Um, but it'll it'll be interesting to see where it goes, especially with how they hold, do the whole point system. I feel like they should. I'm probably gonna get some hate for this, but I feel like they should take a book, a page from PUBG's playbook, because PUBG spent a very long time, almost trying to perfect the point system for BRs, mm-hmm. and I feel like, well, we kind of have gotten to a point where it's like good because at least. I think three other tournament organizers like came together at one point and was like, all right, this is going to be the point system we're going to use. And then once those three organizers like came to that agreement, when they started PUBG League, they're like, all right, since you guys all agreed, we're going to use this one point system. Yeah. And we're going to stick with it. And it's like universal across PUBG like League and whatnot. So if Apex uh, tournaments can get like that right, like from the get go, then it, it'll definitely do well. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of franchising stuff, uh, COD and Blizzard. No, I actually haven't touched it still. But um, can I just can I just have a quick moment? Go ahead, spaz out, man. I'm I know you've quick... been putting mad hours. Into <laughs> it. I'm gonna have a quick moment to fucking suck the Division Two's dick. Um, AKA Ubisoft. AKA Ubisoft stick. I love that game. Um, it feels like a very much like I feel like they took all the good points of Division One. We're like, listen, this was good. We fucked up on a lot of things, so let's fix that. And that's what they did. And I feel like, yeah, there are certain things that still are like annoying and stuff like that, but like the game itself is a solid fucking game. And I think because it's really good that it's been getting a lot of good reviews, and yeah. I feel like that's hopefully gonna like make people keep playing. Um I love it. Uh, y'all playing? I mean, no. Are you playing on PC? I am playing on PC. Okay, so I might, I might cop. Do it. See, my issue, real quick, before we get into this COD franchise thing. Yeah. My only issue with Division was, yeah, the end game was lacking. Like you know, it literally forced you to go into the dark zone. But my issue with Division One was not even the, the game itself. It's because everyone was coming off of Destiny playing Division, excuse me, and they immediately wanted to just kill Division for every, like, they were like, fuck this game, this game is trash. Again, the end game was not that great, but to me, it was better than Destiny, where, again, the story and Destiny, you had no idea what was going on. I enjoyed the story of Division more than the story of Destiny. Yeah, because Destiny, no one knew what the fuck was going on. 
I'd give someone five dollars if they can explain to me what the story of Destiny One was about. You know what? I will raise you that. I will give someone ten dollars and a Starbucks gift card if you can explain to me how much on the Starbucks gift card. Ten dollars. Right. <laughs> so twenty dollars total, you will get. All right. You will get twenty dollars total. Ten dollars being on a Starbucks gift card. And a five dollars. And five dollars. And five dollars for joy. If you can like. Like, in, in, I don't want like no I don't want a fucking essay alright no I want an essay I don't want a uh, oh. TLDR I want an essay yo this is what Destiny is about cause I remember like I think it was E3 when the developer came on the stage and was like so the story is gonna be within the items alright cool I don't know what that means I'll see when we get the game <laughs> literally read the description of the items and I'm like none of this <laughs> makes any fucking sense bro what do you What's the story? So what is going on? So my favorite thing is like, even in Destiny 2, you could read some of the item descriptions and it'll be like, it tells you a fucking story and it's like, and it's like, blah, blah, blah. And he, and he came over under fire and he acted with heroism during the great war, blah, blah, blah. When the fuck was this war? Whose war? Doesn't give a shit. Who is this person? With that being said, I really fell off Destiny. Like I played Destiny 2, Destiny 1, I played like just the main story, beat it, didn't play any expansions. Said fuck it, never going back. Destiny two came out. I got on with like my my roommate. We were like, you know what, we're gonna give it a try. We played Destiny two. We played through the main story. We had a lot of fun. And then like the new content came. We like tried it. We were like, all right, this is okay. And then they're just like, I don't want to grind anymore. And we stopped grinding. Like he stopped grinding first, and then I felt mad lonely. And I was like, no, I'm good. Don't worry, you can grind when Master Chief Collection comes out on PC. Wow. Um, no but let's get back to uh, Cod and Franchise. Yeah, talk about that. Let's get into it. Get into it. So, <clears throat> Blizzard Activision is taking the route of Overwatch with Call of Duty. I feel like they're late to do it with Cod. I'm glad to see they're doing it. Only thing I'm not glad to see about this is the price tag. Mm. Have you seen the price tag for it? No. I'm going to tell you the price tag for it. Tell me. Break it down. It's a 16 team slot league. Uh-huh. The buy-ins for those slot or per slot, and I'm gonna not say for those slots, per slot is twenty-five million dollars. Stop. That's four hundred million in total. That wasn't quick maths, I have a note here. Just so just <laughs> um twenty-five million per team to buy into this league. Shut the fuck up. That's fucking insane. To add on top of that, they are allowing the owners of the Overwatch League teams, they get first dibs for buying slots if they're interested. Hmm. So that means if you're some other league, some some other organization, and you don't have, you're not affiliated with an Overwatch League team, like within Blizzard's Overwatch League. You gotta fucking wait. You might not even get a chance to get into the Call of Duty League. Even if you have the 25 mil ready. Can I just say Rapper Craft is going to buy into that shit so quickly? I Yo, think that scandal about Robert Craft went away so quickly, by the way. There's a little... There's a little no one talks about it. There's little drips here and there. You're just not listening to the right stuff or reading the right articles. Yeah, but you know he's going to be like, you know what? I got a Boston Overwatch League he just, team. He just won the Super Bowl, bro. He's good. Yeah, he got that money. He's going to be like, let me get that Let me get that COD team real quick. It's going to be Boston Uprising Part 2. 
I feel like even if you invest in Call of Duty at that, first of all, that price tag. That's bread. It's in, it's in, okay. Overwatch League. Well, like, it's like, even think about like the Overwatch, Overwatch think about like the Overwatch League organizations that are invested. NRG, esports, right? They own San Francisco Shock. You think they got the money to buy in like that? I don't think so. Um, who owns Houston Outlaws? Uh, I think Optic. Optic. You think Optic, Optic got that money? Actually, I do. You do? I, yes. All right. I one hundred believe out of any organization that have the bread for that. Off the top of my head, Team Liquid. If Team Liquid wanted to get into COD, which I don't think they are. C nine. And Optic. Which they own London Spitfire. And Optic. Yeah. May, maybe NRG. Maybe. Maybe. Think, but, but then also you got who owns New York Excelsior? The CFO or the CCO of the New York Mets owns it. Alright, I'm gonna look up real quick. What is the Overwatch League buy-in price, the original? Alright, here's Knowledge McGee with the update. Tap, 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 tap. Alright. <laughs> no, that's the amount that they're paying people per year. That's not what I wanted. Should I go back to sucking Ubisoft's dick about the Division 2 while you do this? No, I got it right here. Alright. They have collectively agreed that the buy-in price for Overwatch League was $20 million. So a game that is... That is bigger than COD. I'm not afraid to say that. They, that is bigger than Call of Duty itself. On the competitive side, had a smaller buy-in price than Call of Duty. I think it's also because Call of Duty just comes with a name. That it comes out every year. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the viewership is there for Call of Duty. That's tough. That's tough to say because hmm, that is tough. I don't feel like it's tough to say. I feel like it's legit. Their, I'm not gonna say their viewership has. If if it hasn't declined, it's been steady. But it's not the biggest game where it's like twenty five million. Yeah, but like you know, but like it would be like, but you know what? Honestly, it, a worst case scenario is if like. Like, like, let's just say like CSGO was like, we're starting a brand new league, the buy-in is $25 million. Then I'd be like, you're fucking ridiculous. You realize that, right? Like, no, get out of here. That's unbelievable to me. Like, yeah, CSGO has been around for years, but it doesn't carry that weight. I personally feel that COD carries that weight, that enough that it's like, all right, $25 million, that's fine. I can believe that. It's more believable to me. I'm not saying there's going to be organizations that are going to be like, fuck yeah, sign us up. I'm just saying it's more believable that people are going to try to buy into that kind of shit. The thing that... Okay, so outside of... But then again, you have to remember, a lot of people were like, yo, Overwatch League is going to fucking fail. And people were people were saying the same thing. They were like, oh, 20 million. I don't, I don't, think, it, I don't think the league will fail. I think with the buy-in price of 20 million per, per slot, that that league will lose... Or not league, the league. The teams that invest in it will lose more money for a longer period of time. One, because of the amount that they invested. 
and two, just the viewership not the viewership is past its peak almost. Now we could see like a resurgence, but right now I would say Call of Duty is past its peak. To add on top of those expenses though, this they're trying to start this league in 2020, the same time that they're doing the uh, Overwatch League like geolocation for a team. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna do the same thing with COD teams. We so, can get into that by the way. I would like to get into that after this. I mean, we can get into it. Okay, well, okay, so before we get into that, the only other thing that the league is like adding or taking away or it's doing with the restructuring is they're removing relegations from so right now in call in uh, Call of Duty World League, you can get relegated. With the franchise, they're eliminating relegations entirely. I feel like that kind of takes away because now you're I feel like almost it's going to be almost harder for grassroots people within Call of Duty to get into that league. Yeah. But yeah, with the geolocation, let's get into that because... So you called me out. You were like, who's your insider? I was like, I didn't have an insider. That was old. You have an insider or... Someone listens to this. Yeah. Um, hey, I think up? you have an insider. What's up, Tony? Uh, no. Um, oh, shit. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to... No. Um, who is, you know what, that was always the plan with Overwatch League. It was always the plan to, to have it launch into this, con- it, it, to start off in LA, or Burbank rather, and then branch out. And then they were going to have people, like they wanted teams traveling and like home games and stuff like that and away games and stuff like that. Um, and I think this season is going to be that trial period because if you, if you notice in stage three, I think stage three and stage four, they're doing games in various cities. Dallas is having a, a season. It's called the the Dallas Homestead, and then I think Atlanta is having a, a homestead. I think I'm not sure. Um, and then LA is having their homestead, which is at the Blizzard Arena. Um, but that was always the goal. It was always the goal to have this like everywhere. Um, and I think they I think they didn't do it right away because they wanted to see if it would if it would be plausible. And now that you have, like, now that you have these people, like, these fan groups, like, in New York, you have the 5DV, um, you know, in, like, even, like, uh, Huang, uh, the Guangzhou Spark, their viewing parties are huge, actually. Mm-hmm. They take, like, a, they have, they, like, take up a whole, f- like, mini stadium full of people just supporting their team. Now that they know that they have these people that are going to come to watch official watch parties, of fi- not even official watch parties, official games now i feel like they're more comfortable more confident doing it but on that on the other side i think that's what 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 i'm afraid is going to happen is that it's going to make a decline in those fan clubs Mm. because i think you know i think season one i remember the first meeting of like the five deadly venoms i didn't even go it was like five people at waypoint cafe just chilling and now you have, of course, it was the, the event at the 4040 Club. It was like, it was packed out with New York Excelsior fans. You have, they do the, their watch party at Mr. Wu's where it's, a, it's an underground bar. It's, yeah. it's an underground bar and it gets packed out with people. Um, and I think you're going to take away from that because I think if you start having like those games and stuff like that and you're able to go to an official venue, I think it's going to take away from a lot of those unofficial clubs. And, and while, and, and it kind of makes me a little sad, but I also do like the fact that we're going to see like finally geolocation games. One thing I do hate is like, 
be is like oh being being like a, a Chinese fan team and it's like well never gonna be able to go to LA that, that I can never go to Shanghai so I agree with what you're saying in regards to um it it kind of takes away from the fan clubs and there's only two ways that Blizzard I won't say only two ways the, the two ways that I can currently think of that they benefit or would have benefited one not lay off 800 people within your publishing and esports shade no that's just honest you decide hey we're going to truthful shade we're going to spread our game make it geo based but we're going to let go of the people within the the people that know that market of esports mm-hmm. 800 is not a small number granted it was it was over it was over uh like esports publishing um, departments within Blizzard, but like, why would you let go of those people when this is your goal? Yeah. Now, I won't. I don't think it would necessarily take away from the fan group because I think it'll provide them. It'll provide the fans a space to go, instead of them having to beg a bar or a restaurant or someone for a space. To, hey, can we please watch this game here? No, our you know regular customers aren't going to want to video games on the TV. Mm-hmm. This now provides them with an arena or a location to centralize and still be able to enjoy what they enjoy. Yeah. You know, the game of Overwatch or Call of Duty. Um, I think that Blizzard would need to be in talks, if not hire the people who are running these fan groups. Um, and then, you know, have each fan group be its own entity in the sense of, hey, we're hiring for this position, we're hiring for this, and kind of reestablish their footing within esports for that. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's the route they would have to go to make it work. I, I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of, I think certain organizations do really well with having like community managers and stuff like that. Um, shout out, shout out to Annalyn. Uh, I don't know you on a personal level, but she is the like community manager for the uh, LA Gladiators. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her for always like organizing shit like at the arena and having like the like because um, if you if you watch the games, they have like those little paper gladiator shields. Mm-hmm. Like she did all that shit and stuff like that. Shout out to her. But I feel like like certain things like there's really like like right now there's really no New York presence. Like, yeah, everyone's rocking the jerseys, stuff like that. But I feel like there's no like community in like LA. So I feel like once you go out to and start having these geo games, it is like imperative that you like, as you said, bring in those people from like 5DV and be like, listen, why don't we have you guys work as like community managers officially for the team? Yeah. Um, because I think that's what's going to definitely make things a lot easier. Because if you're... If you don't do that, then I feel like you're really going to kill these people and you're going to make them feel like, oh, you're not welcome. You're unofficial and you push them out. Yeah. Um, God, I wish this was VOD. You could see my hand motions on a regular basis. At some point, we'll get there. Yeah. If I don't um, have to lug around at the damn tripod. <laughs> uh, but another big thing another big thing with geolocation is, I don't know how much this will apply. I, I don't feel like it'll apply this much for the COD franchise. But with Overwatch is... What happens when you have these orgs, like you said, if this org is owned by someone in China or Australia or Japan or Europe, how are you, you can't, like, they're either going to have to base all these uh, non-American teams out of LA and just have them play in LA, 
or wherever the wherever the home. It's gonna be is crazy. Gonna be. It's be like, hey, you, hey, uh, San Francisco. Well, maybe not San. Francisco. Hey, Florida. I know you're playing home game, but I guess you're flying to blah 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 for this for the next for the for like your game, and then you're coming back. The only way it works is if they ex- extend the season, so they're not playing every weekend, or teams are split up. Maybe two teams are playing this weekend. So in the next, because the, the way I would hope that it would be, would I, I hope it would be like every week or every two weeks, you change what city you're playing in. But does that work logistically wise with like cost and having players be? Would it be more expensive to continuously flying your players out every weekend, or would it be you have your players fly? From let's just say you do two weeks in New York, all the players go to New York and they play there, and then you do two weeks in Dallas. Everyone plays their game. Maybe they go down to Houston. Okay, you mean you mean okay? I see yeah, what you're saying. They go down to Houston. They play like a week or two there. You go to Florida, play a week or two there. You know mm. that. I feel like that works more because again, it's like, or you're just gonna have people fly everywhere. You're going to have people flying from freaking L.A. to Paris, like, what, every, probably every three, every three weeks I mean, or so? yeah, if you're having them play, yeah, and, and it's like... You and, have to extend the, the season. Like, or are you going to, and it's like, you have three Chinese teams. You have, you have, you have Shanghai Dragons, you have Guangzhou Spark, you have four teams, I'm sorry, Chengdu Hunters. Um, you have uh, uh, Guangzhou Charge, like, you have four Chinese teams. So you're gonna have. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna have all these people hop around, like, like everywhere. It's only gonna, and if that's the case, I feel like that'll only benefit probably like the LA people who are fans of those teams because like they're probably not gonna fly to every home game. Yeah. But and, and like but you I gotta think like, about the players. Like, are the players gonna be taken care of and not be exhausted and jet lagged? I able to perform? would hate my life if like. Like, think about it this way. Like, think about, like, football teams where, like, they're always, they're constantly, they're flying, and, like, then they fly back to practice, and then they fly out again, and they fly back, like. But they're also not flying to different countries. And that's what I'm saying, like, but, like, the, the point that I was making is, like, sometimes you perform worse. You see some football players because they're slightly jet-lagged, or, like, something happened, and they weren't able to practice as much, so then they fly over, and then they're, like. Oh, I'm tired. But it's a domestic flight. Yeah. Imagine being like, oh, fuck, I just played two games in Paris, and now I have to fly to L.A. and play a game, and then when the fuck am I sleeping? When am I doing this? Like, it's it, it's almost as if, like, I feel like at this point, maybe you should just keep everyone in, in the Blizzard arena. Maybe. Or depending on the contracts, because I'm not sure what they are off the top of my head, if you have those teams those non-American teams get bought out and placed in states in the U.S. and just have those players play under that flat, the new flag or the state. And it just... It's the problem is, is that they want the, they want an international thing, you know? Well, then they're going to have to pull some FIFA stuff and have different leagues for these different regions. Holy shit, how amazing would that be, though? That'd be fun. They already have a uh, Overwatch um, World Cup. Imagine having like the like you'd have like an English Premier League, but of just like Overwatch, or even just like any game. Like you would have the English teams. You would have like the the South American. Like imagine how many fucking now I'm freaking out. Like imagine <laughs> like how many fucking like countries would be able to get into those things. It would be because because here's the thing. 
if you go region based, you don't have to charge like twenty million dollar buy-ins to every country. If you don't want to, you could go lower. If you want to include, and you get more teams. Like in. if you want, like because there are so many teams, even especially in Overwatch League contenders, there are so many. There's Brazilian teams. There, like the like contender South America is such an untapped market, guys. You have like like there are plenty of players. Yeah, the Brazilian like national team didn't play it like that well. But like still, if you were to able to like make like various international leagues and like a domestic league, do you you know oh. what that, you do know what that leads to, right? What it leads, you'd have like a UEFA Cup. You you could have a UEFA. Nobody gets our support. I hope you people watch soccer. Get our sports references. You lead to something in the the realm of either a World Cup, which they're already kind of making a thing. Or you end up getting an esports Olympics, where we don't need to be in the Olympics. We can establish our own esport Olympics. You're grabbing the top players from all these countries, and just do various uh, video games. Exactly. You could have people doing. You could have. You could have an FGC. Like, oh man. Oh man. Ow, fuck. <laughs> I just hit the cord. I'm not used to having cords because I have AirPods, so I like struck down and like I was. Yo, let me just uh flex on all you broke listeners right now, and I got AirPods. First off, it's only like 130 dollars for a pair. Actually, 160. All right, it's 160 dollars, and it's like 69 for a replacement for one. All right, don't fucking lose them then. I don't have to lose them if I don't buy them. I really like this bit that we just keep leaning into the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, like, uh. Geolocation works, just not when you have different country, different teams representing different countries in one country. Um, I, again, I don't think Call of Duty will have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since it's the World League, they could. I just don't. I don't know how many people are going to be willing. There are going to be people that are be willing to pay that twenty five million price tag. I don't know how many of those people outside of the U.S. are going to be willing to pay that price tag. Um, but we'll see. And the fact that it's only 16 teams. Maybe season three will have more teams. And that's the thing. Like, COD is, like, super grassroots. Like, outside of the people that always make it into, like, the main stage of, like, COD, like, their opens are, like, they have, re- like, the numbers for their opens are usually a pretty good turnout from what I've seen. Hmm. So I feel like you're almost going to kill... If you don't kill it, you're going to stunt the growth of the Call of Duty scene because kids are not going to be getting signed by orcs. Kids don't fucking play Call of Duty anymore. There's that too. I'm being honest. You... I mean, there's, the, a, there's a 13-year-old just that just got signed to face for Fortnite, so... Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody... Like, think about, think about the past couple months... Call of Duty Black Ops. Anybody catering to the Call of Duty Black Ops people anymore? Apparently someone uh, the other day just said they tried to find a, uh, a blackout match in COD 4 on PC, and it didn't, like, they couldn't match. Like, it just, no one was playing it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, no, like, like and that's the problem. It's like, we want to put all this money into a league, and, like, while it seems like a good idea, and while that would be fun and entertaining to watch people play COD, um... Like I'm like you. You have nothing. 
Like, you're, you don't cater to, like, your regular-ass fan base. When That's because the, they removed the single player. Also, like, the majority of your, your fucking fan base is, like, early, like mid-20s to, like, I would say, like, early-20s to mid-30s guys who used to play Modern Warfare and stuff like that, and, like, and you don't cater to them. And it's like, hey, can you put more content in your game? It's like, nah, B, you see this guy over here? You know the guy we got over here? This 12-year-old kid with the Fortnite dances? We like him. Yeah, but they're not going to... They can't... One, they're not going to win to Fortnite because it's a free game. And on top of what you just said, do you feel that Call of Duty has not grown with its audience? Or do you feel like they're still trying to market to that same... Because you said like that you feel no. like it's between 20 <coughs> to 30, right? And that's what I'm saying. I feel... I, I meant it as in like... I feel like Call of Duty is like the fan base is only now is for people who used to play it back in the day and now are like older yeah, yeah so, so and I don't feel like but I and I feel like so I they didn't feel, grow with the fan base yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. <coughs> I feel like people are gonna be more so it's people are like these older people that yo we want more content and these people are gonna be like you know there's really no demand for it you're not really giving me money like you see like Fortnite over there like Epic's getting all the money from that 12 year old maybe we should do something that caters to the 12 year old now they don't play our game alright then we'll just let it die that's what I feel like a second is happening it's a very interesting take I never looked at it that way it's like why aren't you giving me more money for my fucking loot boxes and shit because I'm a grown man and I have to pay my rent and you also charge me $60 every year and then you charge me $50 for a goddamn season pass and give me three maps. It might be more than that, but... And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, so you didn't get your money's worth? No, I'm not giving you more money. I got rent to pay. I got medical bills to pay. I got auto insurance to pay. Yeah, I've been seeing people post like, uh, what is it, insulin? That's like $1,000 per box or something. It's like, yo, I have... And that's what Those I'm saying. Those people can afford that. And then, like, like, so now you, so now it's like, so then you look at, and then like, Epic's like, yo, we making mad money. We got a free game, but shit, man, kids don't even know what the fuck, you know, V-Bucks are and shit, and they still buying it. What the hell's the, they, what's the CCV on the, on your mom's credit card? I don't know. Put it on there. It's around the back. I'll show you where it is. Type it in. Thank you. That's why I'm not the biggest fan of games as a service. It works for free-to-play games, but now the fact that games that you have to pay for are starting to try to use games as a service Granted, games and service kind of works because, like, you know, you have the example of World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they don't try to charge you for every single thing. Mm. And that's why games as a service don't work. But I want to save games as a service for a different topic because, like, I can get into that shit. Yeah, because how long have we been going for now? I don't know. But we do have to discuss the biggest news thing. Which is Google Stadia? Why did why 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 such the biggest the biggest is you seem like someone just like knocked over your Cheerios or something, man? Why, <laughs> why, did, why did why did Google Stadia just like make you so disappointed? Am I the only one who I feel like it's kind of a cash grab? It's a I feel like it it's Does a it? slight cash grab only because they said it's the future of gaming, which isn't wrong. But it's the fact that you went with, like, that cliche. I just... And, and again, it's like, everybody's saying it's the future. Fuck, I remember when back when VR came, I was like, this is the future of gaming. You're not even going to have a controller soon. 
It's like, yeah, no, nope. people can't afford. It's like, no, we here, and you trying to charge me like, fucking, you want me to sell like my kidney for it? I'm good. So for those of you who don't know what Google Stadia is, preach, tell them. It's essentially Google's version of Netflix for gamers. You open a browser. It's kind of nuts because they've they've integrated it into the point where you could watch a YouTube video, you could look at someone's tweet, you could just be chatting with someone, they could text you. They any anywhere where you can get a link to essentially the game, there's a play button. You click the play button and you're able to play the game. You can then, if you're in the middle of playing the game, you can then move it from your phone to your PC, to your Chromecast on your TV, all this different stuff. And it's all playable through web browsers, so you're not worried about like you know what your computer specs are. Oh, I don't have a console near me. It has a lot of... It's, it's interesting. It's one it, of those where it sounds like it's too good to be true, though. Like, did you just hear yourself say that? Like, think about it. But it kind of sounds but a little too good to be true. In, in what aspect? Are you thinking of the esports aspect or just casual gaming? Because I feel like it works for casual gaming. But with everyone... See, this is, and this is the weird thing. We're in the space of... Everyone's just immediately associating gaming with esports. When it comes to advertisement and marketing, it's all esports, esports, esports. But at the same time, it's like, no, you're just trying to sell a game. And yeah. not every and that's the problem. So Everyone's do you do you think this is gonna be the solution to anti esports right now? What do you mean anti esports? Like, like you think you think because of this it's gonna be promoting more so casual like pick up and play and then put away and then walk away from it kind of gameplay and it's not gonna be taking itself as seriously because if it's like, oh you're not you're not playing it on like a PC like hard, you're not downloading it, you're not playing it, stuff like that. You're not specking out your PC. You know, you're not like you're you're kind of just picking it up, playing it, and oh, this is fun. Yeah, I'm having fun with this. All right, I'm done. I feel like the people who are hardcore gamers will always feel that if you're if you're not playing on a dedicated gaming platform, they will always look at it as you're not a gamer or you're not a hardcore gamer. So do you think so I think it, <clears throat> I think we're used like what you said it is uh it, it's it's going to be marketed more to casual people and with 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 the intention of pick up and play from anywhere. So since we since you brought up like the Netflix of gaming, do you think it's going to be excuse me. Do you think so think about it. Okay, so back in the day, Netflix is kicking off. Everyone's loving it. They love streaming. Everyone, you know, there's like people casually like, oh, cool, I can pick up, sit down, and like blah, 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 blah. Um, but then you got those people who are like, fucking, you know, got the Criterion Collection of James Bond, 17 disc, 1,800 hours of fucking back footage. Do you get that? No, you fucking don't. Do you think that's what's going to happen here? Like you're going to have like people who are like, oh, yeah, I played this game. It was fun, blah, blah, blah. What about the modding community? Can you get into that? No, you fucking can't because you're playing on a fucking browser. Or you're going to get like, oh, yeah, I played this shooter for a while, la, 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 la. Yeah, well, what's your DPI settings on your mouse and this and this and this so you could play better, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Do you feel like that's how it's going to be now? Like you're going to have like like a purist gamer versus like, oh, la-dee-da gamer. I feel like we already have that, so I feel like it's going to amplify it. So there will be the people that are like, oh, but can you play on mouse and keyboard or what? 
there, there will be the people, what's your specs? What are your computer specs? Oh, you playing from a Chromecast? Oh, you're not a real gamer. Yeah. Now, that, I feel like that debate is always going to be there. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off of another podcast. Shout out to the guys over at uh, the Business of Esports podcast. Shout out. Um, they made a good point that developers, they feel like developers are going to will do this thing of music streaming where there's going to be exclusives. Developers will go to the point where there's going to be exclusives. And I feel like that will play a factor in it as well because people are going to be like, oh, you, you, you only play from Sony's streaming service? Are you, are you whack? Oh, you only play from Google? Oh, that's like mobile gaming. You're not a real gamer. I'm trying to look up. But the thing that people forget is a lot of publishers and studios are coming out with their own um, with their own launchers. Yeah. So, granted, Google has Chrome, again, where you can just click and open up the game and play. Mm-hmm. But what makes you think that the developers and publishers aren't going to want to have, they're going to want to cut out the middleman. They're already trying to do that with Steam. Yeah. So, if Google Stadia is going to be the middleman, publishers well, you, and developers are going to f- try to find a way around that. Well, did you see that Apple is like possibly going to tease their own streaming gaming service on Monday? No. Yeah. This is all right. I'm this is I know this is the realm like this is the world we're going down and I'm excited that gaming's blowing up. Not like But this. some of these money-hungry motherfuckers got to chill out. So, like Snapchat getting you, games and Facebook having like its own a dedicated gaming tab like look Facebook you're already selling our fucking data you don't need a gaming tab do you remember way back in the day there was like a video game console an Atari no a PS4 no a Playstation 1 no a Nintendo 64 it was like they were advertising it as like the future of gaming it was like did it start with an O I can't remember oh the Awaka fucking uh, Castle not Castle Awaya Tower Oi god you know what I'm talking about. You do, and I the ooya, the ooya, dude. I feel like this is gonna be another ooya. I feel like it's gonna be another ooya. Yeah. Because remember the ooya came. You fucking, you got this grin on your face. So the ooya came ugly out. Ass controller. Yeah, ooya came out. Everyone was like, "Yo, fucking, blah 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 blah. This shit's gonna pop off." Da 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 da. And then like, no developer got behind it. Like only indie people were like. Yeah, sure. I mean, we got no money, and you're willing to put our game on something. Here you go. And then those indie developers made money, and then guess what? They put their shit on other things. They put their shit on Steam. Did anybody ever go back to the Ouya after that game moved to, like, Steam or whatever? Nope. That's what I feel like is going to happen. I feel like you're going to – you're not going to get, like, big publishers being like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, but it's oh, Google. Yeah. But I understand that. But you think Capcom's going to be like, oh, shoot. Devil May, Devil May Cry 6? I know, it's, we're up to 5, but let's just say in the future. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, Google wants to put it exclusively on their thing. You want to do it? No? No one's going to buy it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so we won't do it, sorry. I think what comes Cause I, down I to Because I feel that. like Google's going to try to be like, yo, make it exclusive. Give us your game and we'll put it exclusively on us. And it's like, and there are going to be people who are going to be like, you know what? No, because I would rather my game be on Xbox where people will play it, and I'd rather be on PC and, and PS4, and I feel like that's what's going to happen, and I feel like it's going to die. I'm slightly on the opposite spectrum of you when it comes to that. Yeah, go on. Only because, again, Stadia is a streaming platform, so you don't even have to have 
you're not you literally are only purchasing a controller and that's to play if you want the controller because they're making it so that you can use any controller you already have keyboard xbox playstation whatsoever okay you're able to play through your web browser so you're already eliminating hardware so you don't have to purchase hardware you're literally playing it's going to be subscription based so you're really only paying for the subscription you have access to a library of games and I feel like if there are exclusives it won't be because Google is reaching out to the the publisher and developers I think it will be publishers and developers reaching out to Google saying yo Steam Sony and Xbox trying to put us on the streaming platforms y'all trying to get trying to get dibs on this first but I think what will happen is they will realize like you said being exclusive to one platform they're losing out on money and all the streaming platforms from the tech companies are going to be like yo you know what we need to put like some type of cease on this because now we're all losing money people aren't getting the full access to the games that they should have and then people are going to funnel back to say for example maybe steam because it'll just have all the yeah I mean, if you look at, I mean, you look at, I mean, now you even look at like you got the PS4 with the pass, where like you, you get you get access to a library if you're paying ten dollars a month. Xbox now has a Game Pass for ten dollars yeah. a month, and like even like first off, the even like if Xbox Pass just came out like a little while ago, mm-hmm. when you signed up for it, the first month is a dollar, and if you signed up for a certain date, you got Crackdown Crackdown three for free. Side note, Crackdown 3 is pretty fun, but uh, I lost interest pretty quickly, even though I got to play as Terry Crews. Um, Intriguing. uh, But, like, you got it for free. And it's like... And and I feel like it's more trusted. And I feel like... And I feel like that's... And I feel like that's another factor where I feel like Google's not gonna... And I understand it's Google. Google's fucking huge. Um, Google might own this building, and we don't even know it. Um, But I feel like that's where we're gonna... I feel like there's going to be a trust issue because I feel like it's going to be like, you're Google. You're you're not like a gaming thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you make co- good phones. You it's make good you stuff. Too but it's CEO. like But it's like, listen, I got, I have Microsoft who has made an Xbox, an Xbox 360, an Xbox One, yeah. an Xbox One S. The loyalty. Thing I have Sony. I They made a PS1, a PS2, a PS3, a PS4. PS5 is probably going to come like, out next year. Th- these are gaming peers who have a background in our community. Yeah, and I feel and like that's in. why. I feel like there are going to be people, and, and I, and again, I feel it's going to be like the Ouya situation. People are going to come out with the Ouya, and they're going to be like, all right, this is cool, I guess, but I don't really give a fuck anymore. Like, I'm going back to yeah. the shit that I know. It'll be the people that are, who want to be kind of hipstery and hop on it and be like, oh, yeah, I did this. And then people are going to be like, oh, how is it? And then no one really, it doesn't really catch on. And then it kind of just fades. But I think because, I think because it's Google, aside from the, the CEO literally getting on stage before the presentation and saying, hey, I'm not that big of a gamer, but I do play FIFA and cricket. I think aside from him saying, making those statements before <laughs> he went on stage to present, I think because it's Google and it's a space that they're, they literally see dollar signs in that, like everyone else, they are going to put a force behind it that... It may blunder, but to us, I feel like it'll still be some type, it'll still see some success. I don't feel like it'll just disappear like the Ouya did. Um, I feel like they're going to end up causing other, these other tech companies like Sony, Microsoft, 
um, Nintendo, they're going to cause them to literally have to combat this somehow. Because it's just, they, they're, literally on the, they're, they're literally on the verge of trying to eliminate hardware completely. And again, I feel like that's dumb, but okay. No, Maybe, I, call I, me old-fashioned. Be like, hey, uh, call, call me whatever you want. But to me, it's like, I just like having my nice laptop or my nice PC and just yeah. being like, hey, I'm bringing this over. And like for me, that's a thing. Like I don't want to... And, and again, it's like, well, what if I don't got fucking Wi-Fi? What if I don't have internet? That's where my issue with it came in. Or are you gonna are you gonna charge me like instead of charging me ten dollars or whatever you're gonna charge me, you're gonna charge me thirty dollars so I can download the game offline? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm all after you, Netflix, too, by the way. Fuck it. Okay. I open my Netflix app and it's like your bill's going up to sixteen ninety nine. Fuck off. <laughs> no, but <laughs> that was a weird segue. I just got really bad. No, but that's an issue that I said that I didn't agree with the I wouldn't agree with the subscription service as well if I'm not able to download my games. Oh, again, what if I do not have access to the internet? Yeah. For some reason, it goes out and I still want to play my game. Because every streaming service, every, even like E-Reader, even like companies like, even like Marvel Comics and like Shonen Jump, the manga company, when you pay for their premium service, they give you the option like, oh, download offline so that you can read them when you're offline. Yeah. If you don't give me that option, if you're always going to be like, well, you got to have an internet and you got to be on a browser to play it. And also, do I have to always be on Chrome? Uh, I'm not. A, I watched the brief version. Chrome's okay, but I, I watched the brief version of the um of the showcase. But I think I was told that they are aiming to make it so that you can play at some point from any browser, not just Chrome. Chrome just starting off because it has their their backend yeah. framework and all there that. You. But I think they're aiming if if they come out the if they come out with it being on uh, any browser from the gate, uh, then they're legit forcing if it works and they're on every browser, it's gonna force these other companies to like reevaluate. Yeah. Like, oh shit. How are we gonna compete with this? Exactly, but yeah. So you're not excited for Google, Google Stadia? No, I'm not, and I'm not excited for whatever Apple is gonna announce. There were two other things that I want to get into, but we gotta kind of like wrap it up. But real quick, let's just get into one of them. So, Team Liquid recently signed uh, their sponsorship sales like over to Twitch, mm-hmm. and then. Recently, someone was like, yo, I'm going to read this this tweet verbatim from Omed. I think it's at Omed. It says, so Twitch sent out a survey to some partners asking how much money they are making on sponsorships. It is not in your best interest to answer this question, nor do you have any obligation to sit, share your private financial data with them. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Twitch is sending out that survey if it was sent out? Because if they're signing esports teams, if or excuse me, if esports teams are signing with Twitch as partners, uh, sponsorship sale partners, which essentially means like, hey, you don't have to worry about this sponsorship stuff, or we want you to show us how to do this uh, sponsorship stuff so that we can market this correctly to advertisers. Do you think they're going to try to do that with individual streamers? Like be their their like advertisers or yeah like, be like hey since you bring in this amount of numbers 
you can have these type of sponsors or hey since you bring in these type of numbers these are the people how do how would this company I think again it goes back it people? goes back to the numbers it goes back this is how much you're making this is how many people watch you okay all right cool so you get the Nike sponsorship or you get this sponsorship or you get this sponsorship and again I think and I think the people who don't answer those questions I think might get really fucked in the end cuz it's like oh this guy doesn't even care all right we won't give him access to like these sponsors or like we won't let him get like anything but then the can that also potentially fuck them over? Because Absolutely, I think. I think. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, in the in the sense of like, Twitch now knows what you're making, so they can fluctuate those numbers and be like, oh shit, you're getting that much. Oh, we're not gonna give you that much. Let's let's take the, a little bit of their cut. You know what I mean? Like, yep. They see the number, so they know where to gauge it, or they upscale it for other people. Yeah, I think. I think it's. I get again. I think it's Twitch trying to. I think it's doing a YouTube where it's like, all right, so we're going to push this person way more because they're a little bit more safer and they're bringing in money. So we're going to bring them a little bit more business because we like their face. We like, we like that they bring us money and like, and they don't make us look bad. I think that's what it is. I think it's the idea of, okay, so this, even though this guy, let's just, let's just say there's person A, it's a little toxic at times. He's kind of a dick or whatever or he or she is kind of a little asshole but brings in a steady audience makes let's just say twenty thousand dollars whatever from sponsorships twitch maybe not like that person they might like person b who he or she is very nice doesn't say anything toxic keeps everything clean has a regulated chat but let's just say only brings in like six thousand dollars in sponsorships I think now that they know how much those people are making, they're going to be like, you know what? Let's take whatever we were giving to this guy who's kind of an asshole. He's doing okay with his outside sponsorships now. Let's give it to person B. Let's bring them some more sponsorships because they – and then if people come to us and being like, oh, hey, like you're really pushing this guy. Why? Because he's a good – he seems like – he or she seems like a nice person and doesn't fuck up our image. Because you know what it is lately? What we have lately now in the gaming culture? Like, pedaling back and being like, well, we weren't part of that. I swear, we backed this guy. He seemed way nicer. Because the more, and here's the thing, the more people you have, the more people you have, like, the more, God, I just lost my train of thought because I, like, moved away from the mic. Um, The more... The less toxic people you have that you're pushing, the better you look. And I think that's what it is. I think it's about seeing who you're, who you're going to want to push more money to that are going to make you look better. Because, and again, the more people you have, the more toxic people you have making money, the higher chance you have, the higher, the bigger the dice you're rolling of them being, of one day them having a scandal. And then it goes back on you. And because you were putting all your time and effort into that one thing, you look like an asshole. It's like a very simple thing. If you're at a job and you train two people, one person does very well and they're like, hey, who trained you? Oh, Steve? Oh, Steve must be great. Or let's just say you train somebody else. You train whatever. And he's like, it's like, that guy's a fucking piece of shit. You know who trained him? Fucking Steve. Then you look bad. Twitch doesn't want to be the Steve who trained the bad person. So all I got from that was that, uh, 
Then you got a male on Twitch trying to get him the fuck out of here because <laughs> they don't want him to be the face of Twitch. <laughs> that was actually some really great input. Um, on that note, guys, I like how Troy's face the whole time was like, "Shit, he's speaking." He's no, no, I was interested, man. It was that was engaging. I bars to know. over here. I just want to know your input on it. I think it was just like they wanted to see how much people were making, so they know how much they can get advertisement for and how to screw yeah, people yeah, over yeah. or how to uh, promote people, but. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. We enjoyed having this conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate you guys for listening and supporting. We're hoping to get some interviews at PAX East. Exactly. Um, Hopefully we'll get some, we'll uh, be able to get some some people coming on, talk about what how they feel about esports, how they feel about streaming, how they feel about the industry in general. Um, Hopefully they talk some little bit of shit. Please talk shit. Listen, anybody who wants to be on our show, we are completely open with you talking shit. Also, you can talk shit about us to our faces. Feel free to. And we have a Twitter now. We do have a Twitter. At Till GG Do Us Part. Um, Man, we should we should really shorten that. Nah, <laughs> fuck them. I'm going to make them say it all the time. <laughs> hey, you listen to that podcast? Yeah, which one? Till Good Game Do Us Part. Well, that's a fucking mouthful. I didn't listen to that one. No, you should. Hey, man, you listen to GG? No, no, say it right. Say it right. I'm going to be like uh, the Key and Pill skit. Jake Quellett? No, say it right. Say it right. Say it right. <laughs> All right, guys. We love you. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.